Yo, what up? Do you hear that horrible sound in the background? That is a furnace. Why, you might ask. Oh, it's stopping. Aren't we lucky? But why, you might ask. Well, my car broke down on Sunday, so I have no car. So right now I am uh, actually staying with my mother uh, and going to borrow her car tomorrow to do the various runnings around. I have to do, you know, grocery shopping and all that shit. But you don't really want to hear about that. What you want to hear about is today's show, right? Uh, which is all football because, well, actually, we talk a tiny, tiny bit of baseball at the end uh, where really we have a take that as of today has not aged so well about the Mets. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's all football. We, we talk a lot about the games that happen on Sunday, and then we do a little bit of a playoff preview. So good stuff ahead, and um, yeah. Let's start the show. Oh, also, RIP MF Doom. This episode of Stone Sports, I am your host, Burke. With me, as always, I have my co-host, Double. Say what up, Dubs. What the fuck is up? And my co-host, Meech. Say what up, Meech. All right, we got a very big show today, so we're going to dispense with the pleasantries that we normally do at the beginning of the show. And let's just jump right into it. Some college football playoffs. Dive on in. Yeah, let's dive on in, Dubs. Ooh, alliteration. Starting the show with alliteration. Clemson was defeated by Ohio State after Dabo ranked them at 11. Probably didn't help. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was <laughs> outdueled by Justin Fields, the top, projected top two picks in the NFL draft. And on the other side, Alabama reaches the championship game once again, looking for their fifth title of the decade. They beat Notre Dame handedly. Yeah, it's so impressive what he's done at Bama, dude. Like, he is the greatest college football coach ever to walk the earth i feel like ever to walk the earth like he the the amount of just the bevy of picks that this man gets every year uh is is shocking but yeah bama killed dame notre dame and notre dame loses notre dame the hunchback. The hunchback. Norman is hunchback. That, lost to the roll tide. That movie makes me so depressed, dude. Every time I watch I it, I get like so fucking two. sad. Yeah, I haven't watched it in like 10 years because last time I watched it, I was like, oh my God. I want to just like walk into the ocean. <laughs> you watch it when you're like a real grown up. You're like, oh my God, this shit is deep. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrifying. Anything else you want to talk about before we get to the uh, recap of the. Uh, Sunday games, Dubs? Well, Meech's favorite part of college football, the coaching carousel, started Oh, up. that's right. Your boy Tom Herman out at Texas. Yeah, Sark gets the Texas job. Good luck. Texas still thinks they're Ohio State. They're not. No, they're not. And I don't know why Texas thinks that they deserve all of these head coaches. 
because Tom Herman didn't do horrible there. And I mean, they just are, are the worst. I feel like Texas really thinks that they have a right to be the best team in football and they don't, they couldn't even get Urban Meyer. Um, and that's where you see head coaching vacancies in the NFL going after Urban Meyer, like the Jags. A lot of te- teams have reached out. Apparently the Chargers also reached out to him. I was hoping he signed at USC to bring that program back. But yeah, the coaching carousel in NCAA, Sark goes to Texas, and he will look to keep that program on national prominence stage. After they got rid of Mac Brown, really, they haven't seen that. So we'll see if that works. He's been been mediocre for a fucking decade. I mean, yeah, since basically Vince Young and Colt McCoy, like those are the last two that I remember there. And yeah, so we'll see, we'll see if Texas can get back. I think Sark's a great head coach. I thought he got ushered out too soon at USC, but we all know why. A bit of an alcohol problem. Um, So it just happened. (laughs) Shouldn't laugh laugh about that. Shouldn't laugh about that. But the way you said it was funny, but we really, I I mean, he like, he basically embarrassed himself in front of boosters, but I still thought he got ushered out a little quickly. The only vestige left of Pete Carroll's era, and he gets ushered out. So we'll see how he does after going to the Rehabilitation Center of Alabama. As you know, Bama has also put to work Lane Kiffin and now Sark. So two very notable hires. They're also in now on Adam Gase for their next OC job is is being reported. So we'll see if that works or not. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know, man. That dude is not a good coach. Sorry. Be Adam I think he might be a guy who's a decent coordinator. He right. shouldn't be a head coach. Yeah, that, um, I actually think that's a really, really solid point of view. I think that's a really, really good take. Yeah, some guys are just meant to be coordinators. And we'll see the same for, like, Vic Fangio. Uh, he's one of the most respected D coordinators in the league. It's kind of the verdict is out on whether he will be a good head coach for Denver moving forward. We saw some blunders with the clock management stuff earlier in the year. He said he was looking at the defense when that happened. You can't do that if you're the head coach. You have to manage the game as a whole. Yeah, and absolutely. So clock management like, is the name of the game at some points. Yeah, and some coordinators just can't let go of that that much control and that's when i think you have a problem so we'll see though because like i said saving the best college coach of all time has rehabilitated a bunch of other coaches we'll see if he can do the same for adam gase if if he ends up going there bill o'brien also rumored to be going there so we'll see definitely all right Let's get to some uh, recaps here, boys. There's a lot of actually close games in this recap here. The first of which is the Vikings and the Lions, which was pretty close at the end. It was 37 to 35. Yeah, I mean, it was close throughout. You know what it was under? The three-point spread that was placed (laughs) on the game. That's what it was under. (laughs) Meech's favorite tagline, the spread. Exactly, exactly. As as we predicted, though, Alexander Madison had no problem taking over for Dalvin Cook. We talked about last week, Dalvin Cook's dad passed away. He, He left to be with him at 46, which is crazy young. But at least he got to see his son play in the NFL. Still super sad. But as we predicted, Alexander Madison took the torch from him and... They didn't see much fall off there. But, yeah, a super close game. They didn't cover the spread. Uh, any stats on the game, Dubs? Yeah, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins, 28 of 40, over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like you said, Madison had no problem. 21 carries, 95 yards on a touchdown. 
And Justin Jefferson had nine catches for 133, which also broke the rookie receiving record at 1,400 yards on the dot. Who is that record held by, Mish? Rice, right? Anquan yeah. Bolden. Anquan Bolden, yeah. I, mean, I I heard a bunch of names. Some Someone broke one of Rice's records last week, I feel like, or was headed to it or some, something like that. And uh, another news, the Lions are looking at Seahawks GM John Schneider to try to lure him away from Seattle. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, good no, luck with that one. Absolutely will not happen. Are the Lions the Mets of football more. or the Jets the Mets of football? That's my question. The Jets are the Mets of football. <laughs> okay. The Lions, the Lions are like the Marlins. <laughs> no, they're not. The Marlins yeah. have two World Series wins in the past 30 years. Yeah, but that, all right. They're the Marlins since they changed their logo. <laughs> they're the new Marlins of football. Yeah. I don't buy that. That is a horrible yeah, comparison. I don't I know. Like. I mean, it made that me laugh. Horrible comparison. What, what is a good baseball comparison for the Lions? I don't know. It's tough. We'll, we'll think Indians? on it. Actually, no. Stay, yeah. stay in Detroit. How about the Tigers? Yes, there you go. That's pretty good, actually. I yeah, don't know that's why actually we a that. pretty good yeah. job. They how did we, we not come to that immediately? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's right. It was too close. We had to get some separation. And we looked come over back. it. Yeah, it was yeah. too simple. There sure. was an egregious roughing the passer call at the end of this game that I wanted to hit real quick. Kirk Cousins got sacked, and a yellow flag came out. And I was like, oh, what was that, holding or something? No, it was a roughing the passer call. It was literally a textbook sack. That guy did not fall on him. Like it, he he shifted his weight. There was literally not a roughing the passer call there, and it set up a touchdown for the Vikings. Also, another egregious call in this game. They took away a touchdown from the Lions on that like fifty yard pass to Marvin Jones. So like just the refs just killed the Lions in this game. They they really had a chance to win this, um, but as we said, the Vikings won very slimly. Yeah, and we've talked. You gotta make Go ahead. A, uh, an egregious alert, so, some sort of egregious I'll just, alert. I'll just use sound. the like Star Trek red alert sound. It's because perfect for it. I don't every time me and Meech describe a bad call, we both describe it as egregious. Egregious. Every time. Yeah, you really do. It's amazing. It's the best word to describe a bad call. You're like, it oh, absolutely is. Call. No, egregious no, is fucking like, egregious. And I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, man. You know, coming back to football this season and watching it, like, you know, all professional sports, I think they have a bit of an issue of officiating, kind of controlling the outcome of the game too much. But it's really bad in in football. Like, it's really bad in football. Like, I've seen a lot of instances where I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that, dude. I mean, at least they employ instant replay a little more than other sports to kind of make up for that. But maybe because they have that, it's like increased the amount of error. I don't know. Like, it's just like it really stuck out to me this year. I was just like, damn. Like, it's like I've had I've heard people go on about it, how they're like, yeah, they got to fix officiating in football. And I'm like, do they really like and then you watch it and you're like, oh, shit, you really do need to fix it, bro. Like the stuff you were talking about today, like that's fucked up, man. Like, that's not okay. I mean, they called less holding penalties than they used to, and that's a welcome sight because nothing breaks up a game like five-yard penalty holding calls, like 20 of them a game. And so they've stopped doing that, which is great. Still too horrible. Uh, They're going to protect the passer. The league's all about the passer. And we saw that last year with, like, Clay Matthews, I believe, got hit a couple times for really bad pass interference. Or, um... Rough of the passer. 
Roughing the passer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, idiot. Roughing the passer penalty. Idiot. 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 <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, but the other one that's really bad for me is um, PI. I mean, the PI is a massive yes, penalty. It really it is. Really changed the game. But they've talked about that for years, and I don't think they're going to do anything to help the defense. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking off air, Meech. That you know, you said this game looked a little closer. I did not watch this game very closely. I'm talking about the Falcons and the uh, Bucks. Because you said it was actually a close game, but I guess something happened towards the end of the game because the score is 44-27. to 27. But that was one of the few games that I didn't pay much attention to that day because I was watching pretty much everything else. So uh, talk yeah, me through I mean, that. It, so it wasn't close, and then uh, the Bucks kind of let them back in the game, kind of, you know, not as aggressive play calls, stuff like right, that. Right, right. And then they came back and started scoring a little bit more at the end there. So... It was a, it was. I feel like it was an easy win for the Bucks, even though watching the game sometimes you didn't feel that way. It was a tune-up game for them before the playoffs. That was all that. Yeah. Was. How do you think they're gonna do in the playoffs? Like, I honestly. think they're gonna beat the Washington Club of Football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Bucks did look impressive again. Um, there's no more talk about Brady turning the ball over. He has 40 touchdowns this year. It's the second highest of his career. And basically since the week 13 by the Bucks have looked great on offense. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They've looked really good the past few weeks. So that's really why I asked. But we could talk about that later when we get into the whole playoff stuff. Uh, so let's see. Now it's my favorite part of the show, or one of my favorite parts of the show, when we talk about the Patriots, uh, just because I love listening to Double talk about the Patriots. It was the Patriots playing the Jets big on win. Sunday. Yep, Cam big win. 21-32-42, three touchdowns in his last game in New England. Get him the fuck out of here. I want no part of him anymore. Um, Is his career on. over? That's my question. No, I heard... <sighs> I, Meech, you're going to get a big kick out of this. I, I saw the, Washington... the Twitter thing you posted. Yeah, yeah. WFC's Schefter reported it, so you know it's credible. Apparently Washington is considering giving him a two-year $40 million deal. Yeah, that is Ron Rivera's guy. You know, I, th- I think we all knew that. He said yeah. in the offseason, actually, that he would have brought him there, but he didn't know what happened. One of the reasons he didn't bring him there was because of Dwayne Haskins, who is no longer there. So, I mean, there is room Dwayne for him Haskins. to be on the roster, but it, he hasn't, his arm just doesn't look like it healed correctly. And shoulder surgery is one of the few things that still has not really. They don't have down to, you know, like rotator cuff surgery is a little bit more guesswork than, say, yeah, Tommy it's, John it's, surgery. Yeah, it's complex. It's complex. Cam's yeah. great for third and short if you want 50 rushing yards a game from your quarterback and if you want 50 mile an hour darts in the dirt. Well, let me ask you this then. Yeah. What do you think was the difference between this game and, let's say, all the others to make it a shorter sentence? For Cam? Yeah, like, why do you think this game oh, he performed he better? Oh, to prove his worth again. Yeah, you think that's literally it? You don't think there's yep. any couple, sort of systems the they implemented that may have helped? or? No. Well, he did have a couple great games at the beginning of the year before, yeah. before he went out with COVID. Yeah, so, yeah like, I shouldn't can't forget like, about that. Yeah, exactly. 
I honestly feel like it, with a little bit more time, he'd be better in the system as well. But I think it's time for the Pats to move on. They got their bargain deal. Um, Jacoby Myers might be their replacement on their roster because he has two of the 10 passing touchdowns for the Pats this year. He upped um, our QBR by three points by himself. I saw that. <laughs> I was I saw that when I was reading stats. Uh, That's amazing. But we'll see what the Pats do. They have uh, – I mean – they they killed the the Jets, which I thought the Jets would give them a run for their money, but Bill said no. Um, so since but, you asked, here are doubles top five quarterbacks that he most wants in New England next year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, I was transitioning to you, but the yeah. way to just take it. Yeah, out but then he just had to step on your dick real quick. Yeah, right. And twist. Zach Wilson number one, Gardner Minshew number two, Kyle Trask number three. Jimmy Ugh. Garoppolo reunion number four and a Jacoby Brissett reunion at number five. And uh, your I mean, there's so many favorite of them quarterbacks. Sorry, Meech. Those were in order. Oh, that's in order. Okay. All right. Cool. Where yeah, you said in sure. order. Oh, my bad. My bad. Zach Wilson out of the draft, and if we get somebody else, it would be Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I would I would be weary of Trask. He has not looked great his last few games, uh, but Gardner Minshew, I think, is is good. And I wouldn't rule out his other two quarterbacks that he's drafted in Brissett and Garoppolo. Once again, he loves Jimmy. He loves Jimmy. And it will be interesting. They do have like the third most cap space in the league or something like that next or year projected so, like 70 yeah no they, yeah, i think it's either third more. or fourth most but yeah you're you're definitely right there on the money so we'll see we'll see how how this draft goes for them we'll see what they do because as as fun as it is to make fun of the patriots you know that with the best coach in football it's only a matter of time we've been talking like who they draft like receiver quarterback birdie you've asked me that before i think I'm more under the impression we're going to sign a receiver and draft a quarterback round one. Do you think that's the right move? I mean, I get it. You don't trust their ability to evaluate receivers and draft them properly. But, I mean, I feel like yeah. you can, with all – like I've heard, you know, tons of stuff about how there's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks available. So I don't know why you wouldn't go get a known quantity of quarterback and then draft a bunch of wide receivers and try to make a run at it. You know, this is a weaker receiver class than there's been the last couple of years. Okay, and we, stuck out the, and we struck out in those drafts. Yeah, okay, that, uh, that makes total sense. Like, last year was like the holy grail of receivers, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, so many good ones available. But let's stay in the uh, AFC East. The Dolphins got smacked by the Bills. Molly yes, they the did. Yes, they did. The Bills scored the most points they've scored in 44 years in a game. That's a big oof. Yeah, I chose the Dolphins in this because I thought that there was a chance that Josh Allen would not play. He did play, and he left with 28, so that was my mistake. But yeah, the Bills... The Bills look so good. I mean, they they, they really, really do, do man. So good. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me some coke. They really, really do look Damn. good. What's Damn. the the name of the uh, offensive coordinator that everybody keeps like just like Brian sucking Dave. off? Yeah, that that dude's killing it. I'll give it up. He's killing it because they are on fire right now. It seems like everything they call works, whether they pass it, whether they run it. Like Zach, yeah, really that. at the end of the season. It's not only that, but I feel like the growth that Josh Allen has shown during his time in the league. He's a grower. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I wasn't his biggest fan during the draft, and, and I just thought, you know, he made a lot of bad mistakes the last couple of years. But, I mean, the last half of the last year, and then this pretty much most of this year, other than two games, he has looked phenomenal, and a lot of, lot of people attribute that to Brian Dable. Yeah. Getting him digs in the offseason that always helps yeah and 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 like double said like it seems like everything they call works like if they're gonna pass they're gonna run it and and it seems like he just knows when to time that too you know because like some of the game is like knowing when to run the ball to open up the pass and vice versa and he just seems to be like on point with that also shower not grower might be or grower not shower might be some sort of episode title working there i don't know we'll figure that out but let's move on to the uh, Steelers and the Browns, which is another one of the close games. Uh, final score was 24-22. to 22. Yeah, I went with the Steelers here despite uh, Mason Rudolph getting the start. He did play pretty well. Not his best game, but over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He got Claypool over 100 yards. Deontay Johnson was just shy, and Juju had a touchdown. Steelers' defense had four sacks, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Baker, 196 yards on a touchdown, and Nick Chubb was over 100. Yeah, and Browns win. Browns win. They're yeah, going they to the playoffs do. for the first time in 18 years, I believe. Snaps. Snaps for the Cleveland Browns. 2002. Snaps for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Factory of sadness. Yeah, the factory of sadness gets a playoff berth. Good for them. Yeah, good, good for them. Good for them. I agree. Let's keep it moving, boys. Giants, Cowboys, 23-19. Don't really give a shit about this game, but I was interested last time we talked just because of the way the like offenses and defenses stacked up against each other in their rankings. I, I just thought like I was more interested to see who you were gonna pick, and I don't remember who you picked. So if you could just refresh my memory, that'd be great. Dubs, you want to lead with this one? Because you picked wrong. Yeah, I picked Dallas. Yeah. Explain yourself. You, you, you picked Dallas. I fucked up. I don't... I, they <laughs> fucking... They, they won two games in a row. They looked like they were going to close out the season on a high note. And in Cowboys fashion, they fucking shit down their leg. I picked the wrong horse. It was crazy. It was, it was just a shit show of a game. This game perfectly personified what we've all seen in the season the in, in the nfc east this season um just kind of a dumpster fire going down to the last possession you know it's thrown away by dalton in a horrible interception that he horrible threw. int and then gallman fumbled in his ass yeah yeah. Literally. Asshole. literally literally yeah, literally taint fumbled yeah. the ball and it right? was like raining right so like i get the ball slippery but it, it was pretty bad because like it didn't even get touched like he just well, lost that, the ball and you cannot fumble the ball like it, that's yeah that's, in that moment especially you cannot fumble the ball there yeah that's the, yeah that's the worst time to fumble that's the time your coach looks at you even if you don't fumble and goes holds on and will look at you and say hold on to the fucking ball yeah, like yeah that's right your only job there yeah big yeah, he was ruled down with possession um which was another controversial officiating call yep. there was not enough to overturn it in all fairness he did look like he recovered the fumble 
on the ground anyway. Yeah, he did. Um, but- he he definitely did. But it like when I saw it, I was like, I mean, he's definitely not down, bro. Like that's definitely no, a fumble. Like that's a live not. ass ball. Yeah, and that goes back to the officiating thing we were talking about earlier. See, look at us doing callbacks. This is this is going good. Also, for us. Uh, notable uh, as as an Eagles fan, I couldn't be happier. Kellen Moore is staying with the Dallas Cowboys. He was he had some speaking of coaching carousel that we talked about earlier. He had some interest from Boise State. We all remember the days of Kellen Moore being there for eight years with Chris Peterson and really questioning the BCS every single year on that blue field. He declined that job offer or withdrew his interest in that job at Boise State. He signed an extension with the Cowboys, and Jerry loves this boy. Whenever I'm no longer interested <laughs> in something, I'm going to say I withdraw my interest. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> this show is not doing it for me. I withdraw my interest oh, in I it. Hath withdraw my interest. <laughs> That's pretty good. This yeah. dinner is boring me. I withdraw interest. Well, not to <laughs> not to beat a dead horse here. See what I did there? Because we're talking about the Cowboys. Dead horse. hey But not to beat a dead horse here. But, Meech, I've heard you say before, and I just want to give you some credit real quick. Give my boy some credit about the value that Dak has to the team. And yeah. when you watch, like, you are so right, man. Like, you are absolutely right. Like, he, without him, it's a shit show. Yeah, me and Dubs talked about it a couple of Thank you, the last couple for of giving weeks. me credit as yeah. well. Like, uh, I'm like, fucking Bertleby over here. It's just like, it's oh, a you double Dutch rudder. You're a genius. Double Dutch rudder, bro. That's me making fun I want of my credit too. Whiny baby. Anyway, <laughs> we both talked about Dak increasing his value. Uh, we both talked about how we were kind of skeptical about him going into the year. However, the Cowboys are a dumpster fire without him. And yeah. it's very apparent that he has done nothing but basically invest in Microsoft in the 80s. <laughs> Like soaring capital. Right what now, what what, he is doing. what a great what a great analogy. What a great yeah. analogy. All right, well, stocks from the past. <laughs> stocks yeah. from the past. On the rise. That might be another potential title. On the rise. I like that. On the rise. <laughs> Good luck with uh, Mike Gallagher McCarthy next season because it's. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ravens Bengals was an absolute blowout. This was a game that was not close at all. Final score was 38 to fucking three. Ravens and had 400 rushing yards. Yeah, weather covers the spread on this one. The Ravens covered a 14-point spread, basically coming out of the second half. I think going into was, the second half, it was honestly, done they, so early. They had a commanding lead on, on them, They and they, they really looked good. And it was against the Bengals, to take it with a grain of salt, but... They did what has they they've looked great the last what four games five games three or four, okay yeah I think four I think is they they've won the last four so they get in Lamar was hurling the ball downfield great accuracy on his deep balls which he's taken some criticism for can I before. hop in here real quick though yeah every time uh, and I agree he like I'm like oh wow he's throwing that deep down the field it looks fucking passing offense looks good it's still under two hundred yards every time. Well, I mean, yeah, but but when if, you run if, for four hundred, it doesn't matter. I get that. 
Exactly. First of all, second of all, Hollywood Brown had about three massive drops in this game. He finally redeemed himself getting a deep touchdown late in the game. But I mean, you can add like 50 to 70 yards onto that passing stat if Hollywood Brown catches some balls. Yeah. I I mean, I was going to say like he he looked like a monster airing it out, but um, yeah, I I agree with you. Like if, if he makes those catches, the stats look a little different. Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just mostly speaking to the accuracy. I mean, he put them yeah. right where they needed to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. What were you going to say, Dubs? And he just needs to be a competent passer because, like Double said, when you can rush for 400 yards and just it doesn't yep. the other team, yep. all you need is the threat of passing, and you're good. Even if it's just fucking short dink and dump shit, if you're running for 400 yards, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, though, like, that is the strat. Just, like, sh- like short little flat passes can win the game. Like, we've seen it before this year. It's happened, you know, so. Yeah, see footnote Pittsburgh. Exactly, right? <laughs> Dubs, sound like you had a stat you wanted to rattle off there. No, I was going to transition by saying uh, Hollywood Brown needs to catch some balls and the Jags need to find theirs next season because this one was disappointing. Oh, but they got Trevor Lawrence out of it, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, not to step on your toes a little bit here, but uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, as I'm going to affectionately call him, didn't he set a franchise record in the game? It was like yeah, 200 and some yards, yeah. right? It's like 253. 253. That's carries. that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I started him in fantasy too. Helped me win the championship for the second year in a row. Locked up the Gam Gam shout out. Good for uh, you. Colts 11 and 5. They're going to head into the playoffs. They will play Tennessee week 1. Not week 1. Well, wild card weekend. I got you. I got you, Dad. Uh, it would be interesting to see too because I swear to God they always look great, and then they just in like the the fourth quarter they always just call like fifty yard passes for Rivers for to what? Hear it out for no and reason. I drives me insane when I, I don't watch them and they do that. It's crazy. They run the ball for three quarters, and whether they're up or down, they just throw hail marys in the fourth. And and like yeah, like 50, 60 yard <laughs> passes from Rivers, who has one of the ugliest throwing motions I've ever seen in my life, dude. <laughs> it's so sidearm, and it's like it's elbow so heavy. True, it, yeah, it looks painful. It does. It does. I've it looks like uncomfortable thing. and awkward as fuck. Yeah, it looks fucking. It looks like he's blowing out his elbow every time he throws. It does. Yeah, it does. It really, it, it's painful to look at. Like, when he goes deep, you just expect to hear, like, a... Ah! Off of the fucking, like... Just like a snap of his yeah. elbow tendon, dude. <laughs> the guy's the balls traveling with the camera. You just hear screaming from back the Yeah, like the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Yeah, Colts we did their best that. to let the Jags back into this, but at the end of the day, the Colts win... Jonathan Taylor was a beast of a running back. And then the Jags fired Doug Marone. Um, so we'll see. Marone! 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 So we'll see who they come. Uh... <laughs> we'll see who, who they. Uh... I was going to say finger, and I was like, that's something. <laughs> who they. <laughs> who they so you have come. Yeah, and then I went, and then I was like, "Come!" And I was like, "That also sounds dirty. What the fuck is wrong with me?" Anyway, we'll see who they tab. There we go. Oh, that to, works. Um, to uh, control this team as I. Why were you gonna say finger? 
<laughs> Who are they gonna I was gonna say to control this team? Okay. No, no, hold on, awful. hold on, hold on. In Meech's defense, that is an actual phrase. He's That's not, fair, but he's saying phrase. it in that fucking sense, he might yeah. as well have just gone. Who yeah. the fuck hey, left a finger around here to run the team? <laughs> on this episode, Jack's finger urban. <laughs> All right, we're not calling it that. Through something. What up, Ben? Also, I think we should edit a video of all the times Rivers throws and just put the Wilhelm scream over top of it. <laughs> like, we should totally make a super cut and put it on our YouTube channel. It'll be and then fucking phenomenal. After that, do the do the uh, the Family Guy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. That's really good. That's really good. All right, let's yeah, so, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So we talked about it, but the one of the running backs who just dominated was Jonathan Taylor. The other one was the king. king. Yeah, the king. The king. Thy king hath returned. Yeah, the Titans. <laughs> it was it was a shit show of a game. Neither defense could stop anyone. Yeah, that's what I was uh, saying because neither one of them played defense. That's why it was fitting It was fitting the last play of the game was a hail mary over the top of the defense to get them in field goal range. Like that was just the kind of game it was. <laughs> yeah, just an absolute shit show. King Henry needed a boatload of yards to get two thousand. He got yeah. it. It was an actual metric fuck ton he needed, and he got there. <laughs> 252 touchdowns, 34 carries. He's the eighth player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards. The second Titan to do so behind CJ2K, Chris Johnson. Yeah, the beast that is Chris Johnson, dude. Like, good God. Yeah, I did not think he would get to 2,000 based on the fact that he needed a massive day. He ended up getting there, and... As much as we say Aaron Rodgers has the MVP wrapped up, this is the only other guy that I wouldn't be upset yeah. if he got it. Uh, no, I, I absolutely mean, eight agree. People with you. in the history of the league, you got to throw him in there. No, yeah, you're right. Absolutely deserves to be a part of the conversation. I don't know if he brings as much value to the team as like Aaron Rodgers brings but, to his team given the situation, but I agree with you. He should at least be in the conversation. He's a to that Mack point, truck though, Birdie. We have been talking about how good Taylor Hill's been, but a lot of that is because teams have to focus so heavily on Henry. If he wasn't That's on true. that team, I That's don't know true. how good Taylor Hill still is. I mean, one thing definitely one thing still is better than his Miami days. He's definitely right. better than that, but I don't know if he's as good. I mean, one thing is definitely true. I would hate to be the guy who has to decide who gets the MVP award. I would hate to have that job. That job would suck. Yeah, I'm... I mean, we saw Tannehill back in his Miami days. He had a couple good seasons, um, and then he just couldn't stay healthy. He was injured twice for long stints there. But I definitely think it helps having King Henry in the back. You know, it's – they. I mean, you have to pack the box against him, and it sets up massive play action for this team. And you see it with Brown and Davis. They're constantly getting big streak plays. They'll only have four or five receptions, but they'll have like 80 to 120 yards every fucking game. Yeah, with a touchdown. Yeah, one of those like 40-yard receptions is a touchdown too every time it seems like. Yeah, and so the Titans clinched the AFC South. And speaking of clinching, the Rams clinched a playoff berth when they beat the Cardinals 18-7. to Thought we were about to start talking about fucking Muay Thai. Yeah, I was, or or I was, I was gonna ready. I was gonna try to make like a butthole joke, but I couldn't I really thought, figure it that's out. That's where I thought you were going. Yeah, with that, a butthole joke. Yeah, right. I I I really toyed with the idea, 
no pun intended, but I couldn't, I just couldn't make it work. Speaking of clinching the St. Louis Sphincters, I mean, St. Louis Rams. You mean the LA Rams? I know. (laughs) Yeah, but I was going with the alliteration. I get it. No, I think you're absolutely right. I'm sorry, man. I I, game recognized game. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Eh. I hate yourself. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, Kyler didn't play almost all of the game, left early in the game, and then had to come back after Chris Drebler just... The Strafmeister. Oh, my God. And and you feel bad for him because you're going against the number one defense in the NFL, and really the nastiest part of that defense is the pass rush. You had Aaron Donald in your face for four quarters. That's Aaron Donald and fuel. who else did we Michael Brockers and Leonard That's Floyd it. is also second on their team in sex. Yeah. Yeah. Brockers seems to always capitalize on the fact that Donald gets doubled and seems to be just a Donald's capitalizes on the fact he only gets doubled. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a little insane that this man gets doubled or tripled and yeah. yet still leads the league in, or comes close to leading the league in sacks from a defensive tackle, nose tackle position. It's it's crazy. Other than that, the old AFL quarterback, John Wolford, looked pretty okay. Wildfire. Yeah, wildfire. You know what he looks like? They had a picture of him with blonde and then the, the dark sides. He looked a little bit like John McAfee. I'm just trying to look it up. Who the fuck's John McAfee? <laughs> John McAfee is the security genius who invented McAfee security. Um, what but the kind fuck? Of a little like how, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> John McAfee's like, he was wanted for murder. He ran to a different Once, country. Oh, he I ran to like, president. I feel yeah. like I should know him. Once I, mean, I Googled him, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy. Hold on. I'm Does Googling it right now. like Wolford a little bit? He, if he got really old and lived on a beach for a while, he would look like Right, like, like the Wolford. older version of him is yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, John Wolford played all right. Um, he broke a record. <laughs> First a- player in NFL history to have 200-plus passing yards and 50 rushing yards in his debut. But, I mean, he Oh, yeah, I know this guy. Sorry, I'm a little behind the the the. Yeah, McAfee's like yeah. a known. It's not like yeah, he just absolutely, He's been absolutely. Fairly, no, you're right. Like, notorious. You're right. I apologize. Yeah, Get the hell out of here. Anyway, yeah, uh, and then Kyler came back in the fourth. He looked like he he energized that team though. I mean, Kyler was not mobile at all. He looked like a limping, injured pet, but he could still throw the ball and almost brought the Cardinals back. Yeah, he had uh, 8 of 11, 87 yards in the fourth quarter, but you could tell he wasn't at 100%. DeAndre Hopkins never got going against the Rams secondary, and Rams won this one pretty handedly. Yeah, and that's not a great team to be not mobile against either, as he talks about that pass rush. is just disgusting. He had over 25 sacks between the guys we talked about, Brockers, Donald, and Floyd, just between those three disgusting so we got another blowout here saints and panthers 33 to 7 yeesh i think that's what the kids say nowadays right yeesh is that a thing i think you're looking for yeast oh okay (laughs) of the nfc variety yeah of the (laughs) nfc variety name brand Breeze, 22 of 32 201 three touchdowns his best game since being back still not 100 percent uh, Montgomery 18 105. Sanders 
had uh, nine catches for 63 and a touchdown, and that's Ty Montgomery, not David Montgomery. Yeah, he was the only healthy running back after a COVID close contact took uh, Murray and Kamara out of the game. On the other side, Bridgewater, 176 yards and two picks, and P.J. Walker came in for the bench, Teddy Bridgewater, and added three more interceptions. So, bad day for Carolina. And Taysom Hill was used to supplement the run game for the Saints as well. We saw a heavy dose of him running. Yeah, what do we? What do you think about Teddy? I mean, I know we've talked about it before, and once again, we might be beating a dead horse here, but I don't know, man. Get the I shit I out of this fucking dead. I horse. I like Teddy. I I like him. Every time I watch him play, I'm like, I like that guy. So, I mean, I see I some like haters. Him. I don't know why though, because I like what I see. I like him, but he didn't have a great season. Uh, Fifteen touchdowns to uh, what was it? Eleven interceptions. So he's not. It wasn't an electric season. But he was down Christian McCaffrey all season. It was his first year in the system with a new coach, a new offense. And I think he'll still get the starting job next year. But I would bring in somebody behind him, maybe like just to give him a little bit of pressure. Right. And- yeah, we'll see. They just signed him to that. They signed him to a big deal. And. Not like a massive deal. I wouldn't bring in someone huge. Like I would like if Cam Newton didn't get that Washington. I mean, not Cam Newton because it's Carolina, but somebody of that caliber. You know, not some not a star, just somebody that can come in for a cheap deal just to give pressure. They could even be cut after the preseason. I I get that. Honestly, though, they don't need to bring anyone else in. They just need to give Teddy Bridgewater a whole offseason to gel with these new receivers, and they'll be fine. We talked about it earlier in the year. Some of these new new quarterbacks with their new offensive offensive, uh, offenses have looked, you know, not great. And that's probably because there's no timing there. There's no repetition and they're in a new system. It's going to take time. We saw it with Brady earlier in the year as well. So I think Bridgewater will be fine going into next year, but we'll have to see. Yeah. And, and you mix that with like a rushed season because of COVID and and you kind of get what you get. Well, and no CMC. So, you know, right. CMC was out most of the year. So like you're missing one of your best playmakers. Um, and as we talked about, if he had a little bit of a rush game like Tannehill, he might be able to throw right. the ball more freely. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Well, the Packers clinched the number one seed in the NFC, and I think they got home field advantage too with their win over the Bears, right? They did get home field advantage. They won that yeah. division handedly, and that that home field advantage still plays. For sure, because it it's Lambeau. For sure. Yeah, yeah, the weather up there is just disgusting. The, and the Packers look great against the Bears, who also made it into the playoffs. Um, Nagy was a little bit more aggressive, though. Didn't try, didn't quite trust uh, Double Doink um, Cody Parkey over there. He, he went for it multiple times on fourth down. A lot. Three of them were on the same drive. Like uh, I think it was right at the start of the fourth, I want to say. And before the score got out of hand, it was only a one possession game and the Bears needed to score to stay in it really. And they went for it three times on fourth down there, got all of them, then got stopped and had to kick a field goal anyway, I believe, if I remember correctly. That's tough. David Montgomery was his 
streak of 100-yard games came to an end, 22 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown, but he did add 63 receiving yards. And Darnell Mooney, who I had never heard of, but he was fucking lighting it up. He had that, one or two games this year that he, he played really well. Yeah, I hadn't seen him yet, so the games I watched of the Bears apparently wasn't one of those games, but he was he very left sim- with a concussion. Very similar to a Marvin Jones type, where he pops off for three or four games. Undoubtedly, you'll pick him up to fill a buy on a fantasy roster, and then he won't. You'll pick him up, and then he can't fucking you don't can't figure out when to play him and when to sit him. And he yeah, just you drop him two games later, he goes off again. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's what Dar- Darnell Mooney has looked like this entire fucking Marvin year. Jones, dude. <laughs> it's disgust in his voice. It was so real. I swear to God, he had 150 points on my bench this year. Yeah, he haunts <laughs> fantasy players. He will. He will sit on the wire. You'll Hopefully pick him matter up. Matter because I'm that goddamn good. But <laughs> wow, and so humble, and humble too. Humble too. Yeah. What do you have the trophy two years in a row? That fat ass motherfucker. You... The humbleness goes out the window. I'm kind of done talking about fantasy football. I don't want to talk about it. it. All right, well, let's let's talk about the Chargers and the Chiefs game then, which uh, went pretty much exactly how you guys called it. They didn't play Mahomes. They kind of just phoned that game in, and as a result, the Chargers won 38-21. to Yeah, they didn't. Nothing to see here, really, except for Herbert uh, ending, capping off his great rookie campaign, and Anthony Lynn got fucking fired. Herbert. Who is Herbert? Yeah, exactly. Air Bear. Air Bear. Yeah, thank you. Air Bear. Thank you. Air Bear. <laughs> yeah, he he balled Air out Bear. again. As as we said, the Chiefs locked up the first first overall seed in the AFC. They weren't playing really anybody, um, but Herbert Air Bear did look. Uh, Who's Herbert? <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, 22 for 31, three touchdowns, 302 yards. Uh, that job, as you mentioned, Anthony Lynn fired after that. <laughs> that job is sneaky appealing with the pieces oh, they have on defense so good. and air bear. And still a pretty high pick. Yeah, yeah. What's the pick? Oh, well, it's going to be 12th. Oh, okay. It's going to be like the top 12 for sure. Nice. Yeah, that is an appealing job. I wonder who they'll get. Yeah, you you don't know. Yeah, no rumors. Yeah, everyone's looking at Jacksonville as the most appealing job because they have Trevor Lawrence, but Bear did it already in the NFL. Anytime you can do it in the league, it's impressive. We talked about it, though. It seems like once you give these guys too much tape, it's always how you do your second season. It is. Yeah. Some with the adjustments. Yep. Yeah, we saw it with Baker, who put up record numbers, which Air Bear, Air Bear just broke uh, that record that he set. So we'll see if he re- rebounds uh, just as nicely in his second campaign, or if the tape from the the tape that he gives the defensive coordinators this year um, makes him a little bit stall in his growth. Yeah, I hope I hope he rebounds like second year and does really well because I like the way the dude plays. Well, let's move to Seahawks and 49ers. I said that weird. I think I was like seizuring out. Seahawks and 49ers, which was a close game and really probably should not have been. Uh final score was 26 to 23 in favor of the Seahawks. Yeah, we we talked about it. I talked about it last week. I, this man might deserve coach of the year. 
with that record, which is I believe six and ten, but he that, made this game closer than it had any business being. Yeah, really did, really did, for sure. They yeah. battle. They if they do one thing, they battle. They battle, and they have an army of running backs. If it's not Jeff Wilson, it's fucking Raheem Mostert. If he's healthy, Raheem Mostert or Cole Jarek. McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, and then they have the old Falcons running back, Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. I mean, they just they have a bevy of run. They have an army of running backs, dude. But yeah, this 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 team is not giving up, and they had no business being in this game, but they made it close. However, Russ does what he does and wins in the fourth quarter. He cooks. Yeah, the defense looks to be rounding in the form. I think we talked about it last week. I think they had five straight games under 20. Um, so, you know, this defense has started to really clamp down on the points allowed. Um, they bounce back into a top 10 defense. Yeah, for sure. And the Seahawks have finally got their run game back, which Russ can actually cook when they have a run game. So it's uh, it, this team is sneakily dangerous going into the playoffs. And we'll get to it. I don't like their matchup though yeah we'll get to that we got one more game to talk about and it was a doozy i guess is the word i'm looking for the broncos and the raiders separated by one point almost went to overtime blocked kick blocked kick for the win for the win yep that's exactly what happened one other more demoralizing way to lose and it's getting safetyed other than yeah. that, I don't yeah. think there's yeah. anything else. Yeah. Maybe call it cover zero. <laughs> <I guess laughs> to hit I see uh, what you Jared did Carr, there. 24 of 38, 371 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. Josh Jacobs had a, made an appearance, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Darren Waller capped off his great 2020 campaign with 118 yards and a touchdown. And Drew Locke probably at least should be his last game as the starter. Well, he'll he'll definitely cut. compete for next year. He's got to take care of ball security, although that wasn't an issue in this game. Um, he did not throw an interception, but that has been what has plagued him all year is this interception. So if he could keep those down, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if he's a bad quarterback at all. I, I agree with you there. I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's going to win you a playoff game. Meech, let me let me propose a situation that you might like here. Josh Rosen to the Broncos 2021. What do you think? Hey, my man. Someone needs to give Josh Rosen some starter. I, I still believe that man can ball out. It'd be an interesting case. I mean, that's kind of what this offense um, is kind of built around. They have decent running backs. Uh, if they could control the ball, not do so many turnovers, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Uh, Elway announced that he's stepping back. He will still be the president, but he is hiring a GM. That might be great for them. And if that's the case and that GM drafts, they might draft a quarterback. We know Elway is plagued with drafting quarterbacks. so He can't uh, do it. He just can't do he, it. Yeah, he can pick people he would hate to play against, but he cannot pick someone. Which is insane, fill his shoes. by the way. That's if you think about it, that's ridiculous. It's it's Elway. If there's one thing he should know, it's like, yeah, that's our guy. You know, like that's that's insane to me. 
Although sometimes it's funny, and I'll bring up this weird little parallel. Sometimes you'll have very successful players not be great coaches because they can't really explain oh, yeah. how they did it. Oh, yeah. That might I know. be the case with, with Elway. He might just not be a great talent evader, or talent evaluator because he might just not be able to explain what made him great. Whereas he could definitely tell you what he would not want to play against. And that's what we've kind of seen. Um, that's what we've kind of seen um, from him as a GM. Um, so it's, it's a little interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then we'll see what happens with the QB competition. I don't think he's definitely not going to get a chance to start. I think he'll definitely be in the, in the, the, the mix. But you would think that with his ball security issues, they would look to get a competition going. For sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. So one Com- more. Speaking one more. of trying to get a competition going, you guys fucking threw your game. <laughs> you guys just went out there and laid down and threw a white flag and put Nate Sunfeld in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know a lot of Eagles fans uh, were happy with that, actually. Uh, a lot of Giants fans were pissed. Um, but at the end of the day, win more than six games. If you win seven games, you're the NFC yeast champion. And yet they're sitting here bitching. Um, but you know I just don't get it. The NFC least champion? WFC. Yeah, yeah WFC, team, bro. The team with no name. <laughs> uh yeah no washington did not look great that game definitely looked like we could have won that um but i mean we it, this wasn't i mean that was that was the game plan going into this game was that just lay down and take it no that we were going to start sudfield i mean we we <laughs> half of our starters were scratches i mean it, it it's not like it was a super surprise um but and you hear a lot of criticism from from players stuff like that like you had Miles Sanders of all people who is the worst uh, <laughs> talking about how I heard they, he was really they, good oh, yeah God, I heard people, I, I heard you really liked that guy I literally tweet he had a comment I tweeted at him and I said Did we have answer? to draft your replacement so we needed a higher draft pick because you're he's he's dog shit <laughs> and so anyway um, a lot of a lot of points on this basically if you want to win a division have it in your own hands i mean it's not like the, the yeah. giants didn't have it they just had to win seven games because they had the tiebreaker with washington but that didn't happen eagles lose um and washington is the champion um we'll see what happens we get the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick which is one of the reasons i think we scratched a bunch of people before. Um, I also think they really like Sudfeld wanting to give him some kind of audition out the door. But um, because if you've been around this team, you've heard of how they talked about Sudfeld the last few years, and it's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, um, not the point. The point is, you know, we'll see what they do with the six pick because Roseman and Peterson both coming back. And as we talked about previously, that was tanking because both the coach had security and the GM had security going into it. Um, and so we'll see what they do with it. But this man passed up Justin Jefferson for Jalen Rhaegar. And God, I hope he, he stays away from the wide receivers if he's going to evaluate them like that. 
All right, boys. Well, we made it through the recap, and now it's time for Double's favorite part of the show. The preview. Yeah, but not just any preview. It's the wild card preview. And I guess... The playoff preview. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll start with the Colts and the Bills, which honestly I think is going to be a really fun game to watch. I mean, it's always fun to watch the Bills, so... Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, Your weather report brought to you by Meech. Uh, Yeah, a high of 30. So that's as as high as it's going to go. Damn. Um, No snow, anything like that should be dry. But 30 is pretty cold for a dome team. And before this, Philly Riv played with the Chargers. Didn't look good in cold weather ever. So... I mean, I'm picking the Bills. Not only that, but they just have looked great the last few games. Um, And they seem to be the threat to Kansas City in the AFC. Agreed. I think that's the only team that can beat Kansas City in the AFC is the Bills. Allen, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions this year. Diggs was a huge acquisition for the Bills. He led the league in receptions and yards. Like you said, Phillip Rivers sucks in cold weather. Uh, Indy's pass defense is already weak as it is, despite having a top 10 rush defense. Top 5 rush defense, actually. Um, I think the Bills' offense is too potent, and with Phillip Rivers not playing well in the cold, I think the Colts will fall to the Bills here. On the road, with Bills Mafia in attendance. Yeah, 6,900 fans will be... That's going to be a shit show because the Bills fans are a walking shit show. Yeah, dude, I when I was texting Double, I was like, tables, ladders, chairs, get the Dudley boys ready because (laughs) that's what we're going to see when the Buffalo fans go to, uh, or actually Bills, be at home. uh, Yeah. Take on the Colts at home. It's going to be... Fantastic. It's going to be a rowdy evening. Team. Oh, wait. I do have to root for a team because my team is out. I am rooting hard for the Bills. Hell, yeah. I think most people I know are rooting hard for the Bills. Absolutely. So who do we think is going to win between the Rams and the Seahawks? <sighs> I, I know, right? I know, right? I'm, I'm going t- back and forth. I'm taking the Seahawks here. I wavered. I want to well. take the Rams, so I'll t- I'll go Rams. Okay, I'll take the Seahawks just because. Um, well, like I said, going into it, they have started to look dangerous with the defense, and then um, the ability to run the ball uh, makes makes Russ not have to throw so many interceptions. Basically, um, they look like the old Seattle team, and so therefore, I'll take the Seattle Seahawks over the Rams, who haven't announced who their starter is. Uh, but most likely it'll be Walford. Uh, they, I heard it's supposed to be Goff. Yeah, so did I, mean, I he's, actually. He's not announcing, but Goff just had thumb surgery, so we'll see. On the NFL preview I listened to t- that came out today, they said Goff. Well, Breer said that it was probably going to be Walford. So. Mixed messages. But Get your shit we'll together. See. We'll see. You either have an injured Goff not that great, or a Walford. He did practice today. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Rams defense, number one against the pass, number three against the run. Uh, they seem to have Seattle's number. They had two interceptions against Wilson the first game. Uh, they shut down DK Metcalf in both appearances. Eight catches, 87 yards combined through the two outings. Uh, Rams second in sacks this year. 11 have come against Seattle, six and five in both games. And Seattle's 27th in sacks allowed. I think despite Seattle's defense picking it up and the offense seeming to click, I think the Rams' defense comes in and really just shuts down Seattle. Yeah, it should be a good close game for sure because I I was wavering on my uh, yeah. picks too, and then I just chose Seahawks. Also, just right on this one, and I was leading Rams, and so once I heard you say Seahawks, I was like, done, Rams, let's do it. Also, what are the Rams? They are a dome team. They uh, go like to second favorite LA team. I don't know. <laughs> they go. I was to... waiting for. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. No, they're a dome team going to Seattle. Forty percent chance of rain. So we'll see if that plays into it. No twelfth man though. No twelfth man, but it's gonna be slippery. Someone just had thumb surgery. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. And then we have the Bucks playing the Dub FC. And I believe Dubs said earlier in this episode that you thought they were going to lose to the Bucks, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Bucks third in points per game, Way 70 yards per game. They're uh, <laughs> really the Bucks are pretty much superior in every stat, and except uh, the secondary. Washington has better secondary than the Bucks, but better quarterback play for uh, Tampa over Washington. Alex Smith is five and one as a starter this season. I expect that to go to five and two. It wouldn't it be typical Bucks fashion though to lose that game? Yes, I that did weigh on my mind while I was making this pick, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, shake that out. It's yeah, but two great, very great different. Bucks. Yeah, two very different variables, Bruce Arians and hashtag Tommy. Yeah, yeah. So you're taking the so, Bucks too, Meech? Yeah, I'll take the Bucks here. I mean, I wouldn't be – let's just put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if WCF wins, but the Bucks should win here. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Now, Also, Ron Rivera announced that he might rotate – Alex Smith and Tyler Heineke, depending on how Alex's leg holds up, he had cramps earlier. He was warming. Taylor Heineke was warming up last game. They never used him. So that's another situation you have to look at if, you, yeah. if you're thinking WCF is going to win. Can yeah. we just call him Tyler Heineken? Yes, we can. Tyler Heineken. And I actually, like, when he was playing, I actually I thought he looked all right, man. I didn't think he looked bad. I was like, hey, that, that kid's kind of working it. Yeah, no, he definitely looked great. I mean, he looked solid, and he looked way better than Haskins. So Yeah, right. Well, that's not hard to do. But earlier, Meech, I believe we were talking about the Colts-Bills. Could have been Rams-Seahawks. No, it was the Seahawks because you said they started to roll. The Ravens have really started to kind of get hot, too, and we've talked about it in previous episodes that it's really dangerous for a team to be getting hot going into the playoffs. So how do you think the game's going to go against the Titans. Do you see them winning, or do you think the Titans, you know, with the King are going to just, you know, stomp them out? Yeah, we'll see. I think Baltimore will win. Um, I think their defense is – Baltimore. 
Yeah, I, I think their defense is good enough to stop the electric offense, and then their offense has been good enough to just control the ball. So with their defense and offense, I think they will hedge out the, the Titans, but we'll see. The Titans seem to be dangerous. This I think this will be a shootout. Uh, oh, you do? I, think I actually kind of like agree. 40s. I think this will be like a 30, 42, 38, some kind of shit like that. Uh, Tennessee I mean, has see. beat Baltimore in last year's playoffs. They also beat them uh, in this season in overtime. So the Titans have had Baltimore's number. I expect that to come to an end here. Uh, King Henry has been, as we've said a few times now, fucking rolling 2,000 yards this season. Uh, Tannehill's been great. That offense has been great. Their defense has not. Uh, the Ravens are. No, their defense hasn't not been great. It's been abysmal. Yeah, it's real bad. They're 29th. They can't stop anybody. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, and against the the Ravens, Ravens, that's not a good recipe. But the Ravens' run D is also 26th in the league. Oh, that's not great. Yeah, that's not great. Their pass defense is much better. But that's what I'm saying. With... Uh, it's the reason I'm picking Baltimore is the, their balance of defense and then also being able to run the ball and control the clock. Um, I think they'll just they'll just control. I think they'll own time of possession. Yeah, I think this is going to be the game that like I'm really really going to pay close attention to because for some reason it's going to be a good um, game. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. But the Bears Saints game. Saints, not even a fucking exactly. Fuck. Not too excited it about it. Not Let's too. Just move it on. All right, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> well, we got the Browns and the Steelers are facing well, was, off again. Okay, go ahead, Meech. The, the Bears. Are you what? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I you don't even have... pick the Bears in the run. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I hate them. And you um, interrupted my transition. One, go ahead. One note for this: Saints looked impressive. <laughs> that's it that's all i have for this game i i literally was like this game's gonna suck the saints are going to dominate yeah they will but the last game we have to talk about today before we get the hell out of here is the browns and the steelers facing off again so we yeah. know we know how it went last time how do we think Double it will go, go this time? Oh, I gotta go for. Because uh, uh, I'm hold on before I'm very before close you to picking the Browns before you do anything. I'm, so I'm gonna make to the Browns. I'm, Birdie's gonna make his bold pick and say the Browns are gonna oh. win. The Browns are winning Let's this game. It. Let's do the it. The Browns Let's are winning it. this game, boys. All right, I'm in on the Browns. Beach, come on. The only problem. Bring it with in. That, the only problem with that is, first of all, the Browns are like one in twenty-three at Heinz Field, which is where the game will be held, and secondly. They don't have their head coach. They don't have their starting left guard. COVID has ravaged the Browns' playoff appearance in the first playoff appearance for them in like 18 years, and it's kind of sad. And that's the only thing that's making me kind of worry about it. I'm going to pick the Steelers. Right, but COVID has also ravaged the Steelers as well. No, it hasn't. I mean – they, their defense was ravaged. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it may not be well, this. Well, that's game. not COVID. That's just them yeah. having season-ending injuries. Didn't they have? Didn't they have a couple people that were on the COVID list though in some of the games? I swear I could. Maybe I'm mixing that up with no, somebody they, else. They faced off against people that were constantly right. In COVID that's what it is. Yeah, year. that's so what it is. Their games have been moved multiple times. Usually, the other team's fault. Right. 
Right. Okay, that's what it is. I was getting that mixed up somehow in my I'm I'm high. Whatever. I'm still going with the Browns, dude. You gotta believe. I gotta believe in them. I got it. I gotta believe Browns. in them. I'm going with the Browns, and if they lose, you can just chalk it up. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't think I he I I almost picked the Browns so bad, but Kevin Stefanski has been a huge part of this offense. He will not be there to call the plays. Uh doesn't matter. Or, or coach. And I just think it's gonna and Joel Petonio, I think you posted in Twitter. I did. We've all had this man on our Madden rosters at some point. Every single person <laughs> that's ever played Madden has had Joel Petonio at one point at left guard. I mean, at some point you would just use them as like a farm system for linemen. You would go pick up him and uh who's the retired tackle that was like one of the greatest tackles? Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, that's right. It was him and Joe Thomas. You're like, why does this team suck? <laughs> They had Alex Mack for a little bit at center, too. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah. They've had some great linemen there. Um, but the Batonio is a huge loss, and, and Stefanski, I think, will play the ending, the end role in that. I don't know, man. Nah, I mean, fuck it. Roll Browns. Yeah, I don't know, man. I understand why you're picking the Steelers. You made great points. It all makes sense. But I mean, even with that, I was going back and forth. Dude. Yeah, it's like I, I, it's, I'll be honest with you. Part of the pick is not necessarily even based in like actual analysis. It's based in the fact that I just really want them to win. Yeah, I no, just really want them to win this game. Based, all of my picks are normally based on stats and like reading through shit. This is a fuck it pick. Right. I'm just in on the Browns. Let's yeah, exactly. I just want them to do well. Like, come on, boys. <laughs> the uniforms are dope. I'm just excited that they're playing well. I just really want them to, you know, go a little bit further at least. And then maybe your shithole teams can figure it out. Okay, that was low. <laughs> wow, burning <laughs> shot there, man. That was, Me and Bert, that you were like building low. up the Browns. We were all like running together, and then I kicked out your ACL and watched you get trampled by the Browns. Yeah, that was Fandom. that was really low, bro. Listen, was, this year is not low. gonna go great for the Rangers. We'll see about the Mets. It's not gonna go great it's for the Rangers. It's not going to go great for the Mets, I know. But the thing about – but we'll see about the Rangers. It, next Just year – listen, that's the, that that's, be the, that's the mental the gymnastics. That's the mental gymnastics, bro. That's the mental gymnastics. Next year had, is the Rangers' year. I'm telling you. They may not win the Stanley the Cup, but they'll be in the playoffs. Getting a billionaire owner and going to spend so much money. They've signed one person. Oh, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, it's completely ridiculous that they haven't been – more they haven't been as aggressive as I thought they were going to be like two months ago. You know, I thought they were going to be much more aggressive and they haven't, but there's still time and we'll see what happens. Is there anything else that you boys want to talk about before we get the hell out of here? I just want to talk about that seamless fucking transition into a little MLB minute there at the end. That was fucking beautiful. It was. Yeah, man, we're getting good at this whole podcasting thing. Is there anything else you want to talk about, though? I want to give you the floor. Give you a chance. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. Follow us on all social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. We're going to do something on Twitch real soon. Say goodbye, boys. Peace. Later.